So, here we are. Hi, everybody. I am Tammy, uh, and I am here with my co-host, Byron, who is multi-talented, handsome, big, tall drink of water, oh. and my favorite co-host of all time. Ah, oh, thank you. Hi, guys. How you doing? <laughs> and you are listening to Off Kilter No Filter, and today we are going to talk about one of the most fabulous people of all time also, and her name is Tina Turner. She's a I'm very excited about this. I can, I yes. can do it. Yeah, yeah. I need to watch you know, that she, again. She, <laughs> well, okay. So I, yeah. See, I, I do. I need to watch it, right? For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I never did, and I will put that in my jar. But I went to basically TinaTurnerOfficial.com, and there is HBO has a, a documentary now that they just put together. Oh, I Tina. Yeah, I think is it I Tina? Is that what it's called? Um, there's I believe there's two. There's mm. I or there was I Tina. I think that one came out um last year. Okay, maybe sure. yeah. So so I'm I'm looking I I'm, I'm gonna find that so I can watch that. But also there's Tina Turner the musical. There's what now? I did not know Tina this. Turner. Please tell me the more. Musical. Yes. <laughs> well, that's what I'm, 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 I'm trying to, okay, so here's the musical. Let me get to it. It just, oh, it says it's buy tickets. It doesn't talk about it. Oh, here it is. Uh, let's see. Let's find out about the North American tour. Like that. Is it coming? So now on tour. Well, it's now on tour rolling across North America. Uh, the original cast, let's see. Yeah, it's it's a musical. I'm Let me find the tu- full tour. Seen. Let me click on it and find the full. Okay, so oct- the, the, right now they're in Tucson, Arizona, October second. Uh, I'm sorry, October third through the eighth. Okay. And they'll be in Temple, Arizona next. Let's see if they're going to be in Texas at all. So you could possibly go see. Oh, Houston and Austin, Dallas, January twenty third through February fourth. Oh wow! Okay. Yep. Tina the Tina Turner the musical. Who's playing Tina? Um, that's a good question. Because well, uh, I might have seen something on uh when Nick Cannon cast had and a creative. yeah Nick Cannon had a talk show and he had uh, um somebody's on there was doing they were doing rolling and I that might be the same person I said rolling they were doing well, Proud Mary and I might be the same person yeah well there's two that that are playing uh Tina. So Ari Groover and then Paris Lewis, both of them play Tina. Hmm. And then uh, Dion Rilleford Lee, he plays Ike Turner. Hmm. Wydetta Carter plays Grand Georgiana. Georgiana. And then Roz White plays Zelma Bullock, which I guess would be her mom. Yeah. And then I've seen Sarah Brockle, Bockle before. She plays Rhonda. I don't know who Rhonda is, but... I don't either. Um, and then... Um, yeah, there's, let's see. I'm trying to see that I, I recognize her a little bit, but I, and I, I think maybe Ben Bogan, but there's lots of different, different people, you know, different ages too, playing different, you know, ages of people. So okay, it's quite a, quite a, quite an interesting looking cast. Tina yeah. Turner, the musical. Yep. Tina Turner, the musical. When did it start? Um, I don't know. That's a, that's a, let me see. If there's anything in the Fox Hughes. <laughs> um, 
It does not say. Huh. Uh, well. It just it just says now we're on tour and um and then yeah the yeah it's that's it doesn't say when it started. No. So I guess we could probably Google that. But, I, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, uh, they don't come anywhere close to me. I guess the closest in Florida would be Naples. They're only at Naples, Fort Myers, Jacksonville, and West Palm Beach. But they're going right to Dallas for you at uh, Music Hall at Fair Park. Oh, oh okay. Mm-hmm. Which is, is great. So, yeah, if you know, that'd be cool. Uh, I promise you, Liam would be interested in going. Okay. If you, if you wanted to, if you wanted to, somebody to go with you. Sure. Liam, Liam would go see it. All right. I would For sure. Put that January 23rd through February. Through the, mm hmm through February 4th. Okay. So, if, yeah, if you go, if you go to this website, you know, teen, it's, you can go to tinaonbroadway.com. Oh, ha, that's what I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah. And then and then just click on the learn more for the Dallas area. Okay. And then that way you can uh get the tickets. Cool. Okay. Yeah, so there it looks like they're all at 7:30 p.m. And there's obvious well, and the, actually there's a matinee on Saturday at 1:30 January 27th. Mm, so, I'm just saying, I'm yeah. Calling in to work that day. There's the well. There's several shows because there's one at seven thirty on Saturday also. Ah. So Saturday the twenty seventh, there's one at one thirty in the afternoon and seven thirty p.m. Same way with Sunday, there's one at one o'clock and then one at seven o'clock. Okay. So you know, there's yeah, lots of different, lots of different ages. All right. Huh. Yeah, I know. I'm jealous because I won't be able to see that. But I'm. I will. I will watch the movie. That was. Yeah. That's based on her. The mm -hmm. movie's based on her um, memoir anyway. Yes. Of the book she wrote, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, Tina, or something like that, mm -hmm. wasn't it? Maybe that's what I was getting confused with. Yeah. I think I'll, what I'll do is I'll just, I'll just see if my library has the book. I'd like to read the book. Nice. nice. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So she's, she's, yeah, she's definitely amazing. Uh, you know, my introduction to Tina Turner was more of, of the 80s. Now, my parents listened to her uh, and Ike. Uh, Turner when you know back in the 60s and 70s mm -hmm. um, they listened to them so you know they already knew who she was and stuff so then when in the 80s when she made her comeback which what, what does Wikipedia say it was like the most successful comeback of all time yeah yeah I think that's what it says which I believe because uh, yeah because it was, nobody it was nobody else I mean maybe comparable share but share didn't really technically go mm -hmm. away like she transitioned no, she from yeah. Sunny, Sunny and Cher to just Cher, but she didn't really right. she didn't go away. Like, well, she, she didn't because she became she she put more of her effort rather than recording albums into movies. Right. And so she won Academy Awards and you know did all that more of that than Tina did. Mm -hmm. Tina still focused, especially in the eighties. She was in two movies, but she but she was more still focused on you know her Private Dancer album is like amazing that that's you know part of the soundtrack of my my youth uh middle school and high school junior high and high school um is that that album because it's got you know all the all the good songs on it <laughs> <laughs> you know what's got what's love got to do with it better be good to me private dancer you know those those songs right so. um i came to tina turner in the 90s 
but that was mm-hmm. because of the movie. Like I knew of mm-hmm. Tina Turner and mostly because um of her proximity to Michael Jackson. Like, okay. Right, sure. You know, cuz I was I was a little kid. I've said this before. I wanted to be Michael Jackson when I was little and yeah. um during the the MTV era, of course, um once it really hit its stride and you know, they were still playing music videos. They had We Are the World and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and then That's also true, yeah. Uh, the Michael Jackson's video for Liberian Girl had like you know cameos from all the people that he knew in Hollywood and everything, and Tina Turner made a cameo. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, cool, yeah. And so I knew of her, yeah. um, and I think like I didn't know Private Dancer, but uh, I forget what song it was. But I I knew I knew of her, but I didn't know her that well, right? Yeah. Um, it wasn't until I was actually at my great grandmother's house. I remember this on a Sunday afternoon. This is my mom and myself and my great grandmother. And we watched what's love got to do with it. Cause my grandmother had mm-hmm. movies galore. Like she was a movie, a movie buff. She had yeah. all the movies. Um, once they came out on VHS, she had them. Like I remember watching back to the mm-hmm. future at her house or back to the future Two, uh, at her house. Um, and so I watched it with my with my mom and my and my great grandmother, and I was like, oh, I I've heard like you you know it's one of those things, especially as a kid, like you've heard the songs in the background, yeah. but you're not really paying attention. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, right? And I, and it's I part think, of just life. Yeah. Yeah, and and I I knew of Proud Mary, I think, because by that point it had been it had been so seeped into pop culture. It's one of those things where you just you know the song even though you don't know the song. Does that make sense? Yeah, yes, I do. Um, So it was one of those things. It's like, oh, so that's, you know, that's what that is. Got it. So we watched the movie. And after that, I was like, oh, okay, now I know who Tina Turner is. Because I was seven when we did, when that happened. And um, after that, I think I got a, I was still too young to, I guess, really appreciate Tina Turner. But at least I had more of a, or more of a uh, conception of Tina Turner. Like, oh, okay. Right. Um, sure. And I think like it was a few more years. Like I had to get a little bit older. Um, and I think what's love got to do with it came on TV or something. And now that I was now that I was old enough to I guess really understand it, I think that's where mm-hmm. the the appreciation started to really develop. Because um, like I said, I think I've said before, but my favorite song from her. Is River Deep Mountain High? Um, every time that part, yeah, it yeah. comes up in the movie because I think that's like the first time she she's by herself. Like it was always Ike and Tina, yeah. And mm-hmm, then when mm-hmm. Ron Spector um, mm-hmm. uh, wrote the song or or made the song, whatever, he just wanted to do it with her. So it's like a pivotal produced it, yeah. Yeah, it's a pivotal moment for her. So in the movie, um, you'll see. It. And I think the way that the way that particular sequence is shot. Um, paired mm-hmm. with, uh, or not, I said Ron Spector, Phil Spector. Wow. Uh, oh, it's Phil, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, paired with Phil Spector's like production and stuff like that. Cause I think it's their original recording. Anyway, the way like the camera moves and, and how Angela Bassett is doing, um, you know, her, her best Tina Turner, which is a damn good Tina Turner. I, I say that with, with all the compliments. Um, it really has like an impact, um, 
and it because Tina's voice Tina's voice is of course Tina's voice it really does kind of mm-hmm. like it sounds weird but it like reaches through the screen and it grabs you it grabs you by the oh, soul yeah, it and does. it does not let oh, go it does. and I love that I love that that's why it's yes. one of my favorite songs um, it's, that's it's, what it's, really, yeah think, it's very moving mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a very moving I think song. that's what really endeared me to her after I had gotten older it's like yeah yeah I can rock with some Tina Turner. Plus, we don't need another hero. It's a damn good eighty song. I don't. I don't care what nobody it says. It is. I love that one. It is. Mm-hmm. Well, all all of them are. You know, all those those songs are. I mean, which is why you know they did so well. Right. Is because uh, she sings them well. Plus, she looked she looked amazing mm-hmm. uh, back in the eighties. Also, mm-hmm. um, you know, she she looked uh, healthy and she well she was she was healthy and she was fit. She was a really good role model. You know, especially, um, especially you know when it comes to like leaving abusive relationships and stuff. Mm-hmm. So she became a role model for that kind of thing too. But just being so fit and so, uh, you know, s- such a, a very a very strong presence. And then her her voice that that raspiness that she has yeah. is really it, it's a it's a beautiful but it's it's like a I don't know it it fe- it, it makes you feel like she's. I don't. It's really hard to explain, but it's it's a it's a really good strong woman, mm-hmm. you know. She's she's amazing. I want to be Tina Turner, you know, kind of kind of thing. I get it, and it, and it's funny too because nobody else really does that. Like you have people who emulate, um, you know, their their role models or their icons and stuff. Like you have people. Mm-hmm. Of course, they won't be. You know Tina Turner or Michael Jackson or whatever. Like the people try their best to emulate, you know, a Michael or a Prince, but I've yet to see or hear anyone um, do do a voice like Tina Turner. Right. You know? Right. And there have been plenty mm-hmm. of people who have done Proud Mary because, of course, that's when you say Tina Turner, that's the first song that pops into your head, and of course, for good reason. Yeah. And there's nothing it's, wrong it's with that. that. Right. I mean, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that, but it's just, it's very interesting because, like, Justin Crustenflake is doing his best Michael Jackson, or Neo mm-hmm. is doing his best Michael Jackson, or Prince. Um, Justin Bieber is doing his best Michael Jackson um, in a lot of, well, his earlier stuff, his newer stuff, whatever. But um, it's very interesting that, as far as I know, any current pop or, and in, Rock or even R and B entertainers, nobody has really done or really has like that kind of presence in their voice where it's it is like that bluesy rasp, but also a little bit gospel because she grew up in the church, um, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. and it's like it's a blend of gospel, soul, blues, and rock, and. Well, that's I, why she's the queen of rock, isn't it, she? Isn't that yeah. what she's called? The queen of rock and roll? Yeah, yeah. And, well, that and because she has the best legs in the business. Which, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's fun. Maybe that's... And part of it, too, is like the way that she grew up, of course, her history. But I, I've yet to hear or see anybody, male or female, or non-binary at this point, anybody in between, to have like that kind of voice or that presence um with their voice that the the delivery i've not heard anybody like that which is a good thing i guess like i mean like you can't replace tina turner but it's just interesting because you have 
um, a lot of the newer folks, like I said, they try to emulate the stuff that they grew up with because of, of course you do. Like that's you're you're trying to pattern yourself after your role model. Sure, you can do something a little different, or at least you may try to, but you're doing what's been put in front of you. Maybe you know Tina Turner was just so damn good <laughs> with with her yeah. voice and everything like that. It's like, I mean, you could try, but you, you're nowhere close. And people are like, you know what? I'm a I'm gonna sit this one out. I like. Tina came up at a time where when she's singing and dancing at the same time, it's like you you have to be fit in order to do that. And we've seen the way that oh, yeah. she performs. It's like because you you can't physically um, sing and dance uh, the way that the way that she did. You can't do that yeah. these days. No. Um, and, and still sound good. Like if you're not fit enough to do it, honestly, because you're using too many muscles <laughs> um, in order to right. sing the way that, you know, people expect you to sound and you're moving your body in all these different directions. This is why people lip sync. I mean, they, if you're a visual performer, um, I know Janet gets a lot of flack for this, but Janet, Britney Spears, um, even Michael, like the thing about it is like when you sing and dance at the same time, you're running up and mm-hmm. running up and down stairs on the stage and running across the stage. Um, you're in a different venue every night or every other night. You have pyrotechnics and and the band playing and everything like that. And you have thousands of, mm-hmm. of, of fans screaming every night. Your voice is not going to sound the way it does um, recorded or if you have like a live singing voice, you can only keep that up for so long, especially if you're doing these like high octane dance numbers or whatever. Um, yeah. And so you lip sync. In Tina's case, she came up in an era where that wasn't possible. <laughs> so, right, right. <laughs> you know, if you were going to be up there, you know, and, and of course, sing a, uh, sing, wow, sing a, wow, Tina sings her heart out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, she, she does not. She does not hold back. That's for sure. Absolutely not. So if she's doing that mm-hmm. every night, mm-hmm. and um, and dancing and everything like that. It's like you had to be um, physically fit. Like honestly, looking at Tina Turner, it's like she doesn't need to go to the gym. She just get off stage, Mm-mm. and that was her cardio. Yep, and, that's what she did. Yeah, right. That was her cardio, her weights, her yoga, everything. Like, ugh, goodness. Yep. Um, and so it's not to put any any shame or anything on on newer newer people or, or newer entertainers or later entertainers is more so just to say, you know, times were different in a, in a very, mm-hmm. you know, in a very real way. Um, yeah. And even like as she got older, her voice was still it was still mostly the same. It got maybe a little bit darker because like, of course, you, you know, as you get older, like things age but um yeah. I, I say all that to say there's like nobody at least that i've heard has come anywhere close to even mimicking uh a tina turner right you know yep mm-hmm. um, i agree i haven't i haven't heard anybody mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As you know, uh, be like close people to can it perform like her to to a degree and I, and I, and to a degree, to a degree, but, but mm-hmm. you know, not because like when Beyonce first went solo, part of her, her, um, her act was to do Proud Mary. Um, 
and her and Tina Turner actually performed together on one of the Grammys, yeah. uh, which was really yeah, cool. Did. I liked mm-hmm. that. Um, but even with Beyonce, of course, turning into Beyonce and, and everything like that, you know, she's still not going to have the same um, energy as Tina Turner. Now, don't get me wrong, of course, Beyonce is a hell of a performer. Yes. Um, but even with even with that, she hasn't come close to like how the Justina's just presence of like, like this is fucking Tina Turner, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> you know. Right. But um, I don't know. It's interesting, and I think no, part I, of it too I, is yeah, all of the 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 everything we know about Tina Turner because she's been so transparent. Um, well, I guess as 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 much as. I, I believe she's been really transparent. I, I mean, we know a lot about her. Um, and so maybe like the, the kind of like psychic weight of knowing what she's been through and everything like mm-hmm. that. It just, it gives it, it gives her music and her performance a different dimension. Cause we're, cause we're like weighing everything that she's been through or everything that we know that she's been through and what we're seeing in public and like how she conducts herself on stage and how she conducts herself in public. And so it's like, you see all the, or we've heard about everything behind the scenes and we've seen it dramatized in the movies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then when you see her on stage, I mean, she's, she's radiant, right? Like she's, yeah, she's, yeah. she's a fucking beast you know, in a yeah, good way, you know? She is. She's the, she's the beautiful <laughs> rock and roll beast. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with, with the lion mane hair to, to match, right? From the, from the eighties. Yeah. Know. And um, my, my favorite actually is when she had the short hair of the eighties. Okay. Uh, that was that was. Um, let me look it up. Was that break every rule? No, hold on. Or foreign affair. Um. Oh no! It's private dancer. It's it's the one. It's also the one where she's wearing like the black tank top. Yeah. And she's got a little side boob going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, then that's uh, that's 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 break every rule. Is it okay? Yeah. yeah, she looks she looks hot as hell there, mm-hmm. and she's like forty five or something yeah. like that. Yeah. There, look yeah. at that. Mm. <laughs> I know, right? She was she was a stunning woman. Mm-hmm. I, and, and then yeah, there's a, there's the other one where she's she's got like it's it's a little bit longer mm-hmm. and stuff, and she but she's wearing a black shirt that's a little bit off the shoulder on both sides, and she just looks absolutely beautiful. Before it, I think it's it, it's not her lion's mane yet. Is that that's the but cover she, of Private Dancer? I think is the one that you're talking it? about. Let's see. Does she have her legs crossed? No, I don't think so. She's not sitting on Let a chair. Check. No, not that one. Uh, there's another picture. Um, let me get this. No, not that one. So there's there's it's uh her hair is even shorter than that. It's not it's not so ah. spiky. Hmm. Just I I just yeah so she's she's uh yeah it's absolutely and then there's another one that's um yeah if you look up Tina Turner's best hairstyles of all time <laughs> <laughs> um some of those just just so I don't know she's just she was a very attractive woman because uh-huh. I mean oh, I don't I don't know anybody else that could look good with the lion's mane. That she used in the eighties. I, I don't. I can't think of anybody that would look that right? good. 
And there was like but big she, hair, but mm-hmm. then there was Tina Turner. But her, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And somehow, I don't yeah, know, I so guess it, it fits her too. It's interesting. Um, it fits her. Like it. Yeah. It works. Because I don't know, sometimes like, I know people always talk about the 80s and the big hair 80s and, and how I was like, oh my God, what was I thinking? But it fits her. And again, I think maybe yeah, that's does. part of because of of what we know about Tina Turner, right? And then well, what we associate she, with lions too. So like the whole thing about power. There you go. Yeah, yeah, sure. She exudes confidence, mm-hmm. which is, you know, that's good too. Because even, you know, so like like even with her, her history with Ike, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when she's on stage though, she you know she's very powerful right she's on stage and it so he's not i don't know it's kind of very separate so even though you know she was being uh abused and all that kind of stuff um when she's on stage she still she still has this confidence and she's she's the one that everybody's looking at mm-hmm. like they're they're not there to see ike they're there to see tina yeah and there is a um you do develop a like a well, I mean, you have your stage persona, but especially yeah. depending on the, it's not depending on, honestly, when you get on stage, you become a different person. Like as, mm-hmm. as like mm-hmm. a former performer, it's like when you get on stage, it's like that, that person, um, shows up whomever it is. Yeah. Right. And, you know, with the kind of performing that she would do, it's like, you had to be, uh, you know, you had to be ready to, to, to do everything, right? Um, one of her, one of the performances, it's in the, it's in the What's Love Got to Do With It movie, so I, I, it's a little bit different, but they do a Shake a Tail Feather, and just the yeah. way that uh, Angela Bassett interprets Tina's performance, I was like, good grief. <laughs> yeah. Like hell, I'm tired just watching. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I feel like oh, I gotta work out, you know. And it's, and yeah. she had it, she did all of that, and she did it in heels. Good grief. Oh, <sighs> my God. I don't know how women yep. do it. I don't. I never understood. Yeah, like, you look Prince. Prince with, did well, it. that's true too. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. He touché. did it in like eight, you know six inch heels. <laughs> touche. Touche. Never mm. mind. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. <laughs> You are well, correct. Well, he's not the only one. There's, there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he, he knew actually because I don't think she ever had to wear five or six inch heels. He did. Yeah, right. He, he, he wore five or six inch heels. And I know Tina didn't have to wear, she didn't wear the, that high of heels. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what killed him ultimately. Actually, his religion killed him, but we won't, we won't, we won't go there. Right. We've talked about him already. Right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> We've talked about him already. <laughs> Yeah. So oh. so okay. So she she mm-hmm. uh. So so yeah. So she she grew up, in uh, where she she sang at church a lot. Didn't it say that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because origins. Um, she and she was she was born with mm-hmm. a different name too. Yep. Tina Anna, Turner's not her her real name. Anna nope. Mae Bullock. Anna Mae Bullock. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why, you gotta see the movie because I ah, I'll, I'll be making references. It's like. Eat the That's cake, funny. anime. That's where that comes from. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'll just, I'll, like I said, I'll read the autobiography. Yeah. I, 
It's only funny because it's been used in pop culture, but the context, of course, is not funny. And now that she's passed, right. I'm like, I try not mm-hmm. to say, like, I try not to do anime jokes because they're usually tied to, of course, an abusive relationship. It's like, I don't want to do that. Um, but yeah, eat the cake anime mm-hmm. or, you know, I, I didn't hear you anime. What'd you say? Stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, anime Bullock, she was born. She even wrote a song about it. Uh, Nutbush, Nutbush, Tennessee, Nutbush City okay, Limits. Yeah. Um, that's where she was born. So okay, when in, in her her early life was she abused there too? Not from what I saw. Well, what I saw, I was not there. Not from what I've yeah um, <laughs> uh, learned. Not from what I've learned. Like um, okay, according to Wikipedia, they don't have um, yeah, they don't say, they don't say that. Um, and in in the movie, it wasn't. Um, it seemed as though like she lived with her mother, and mm-hmm. um, if I remember, it's been a while since I've seen the movie, but I think it was just her and her mom and her sister at first, okay. um, and then she met Ike at like an open mic night. Like his Ike had a a band, and he was touring the Chitlin circuit. Mm-hmm. Um, See our other episodes. For those listeners that don't, yeah, I was uh-huh. going to say, for those that don't know what that is, explain what that means. The Chitlin Circuit <clears throat> was uh, where all of the black performers would play um, because of segregation. But anyway. Segregation. <laughs> so yep. um, he, would, he was touring on that, and he would have a, or he would have an open mic night or whatever when he would come to uh, come to town, and so he'd let um, different uh, women in the in the club that he was playing sing or whatever, and it was kind of like a com- it was a you know a competition. It's like you know let me find the best singer or whatever whatever, and whomever because whomever was the best he would take them on the road, mm-hmm. um, and so. Uh, she saw him and in the movie they kind of dramatize it where like she saw him and she was nervous at first but she was practicing at home and you know like people like she could sing but it was one of those oh yeah you're cute you can sing because she sang in church or whatever mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and when she finally got her chance to sing uh, with Ike she like blew everybody away because of course she's yeah. well before she's Tina Turner but you know the spirit was always there right sure yeah yeah absolutely mm-hmm. and Ike of course is like what in the hell damn you sound great so yeah um so there's that moment in the film but basically from there it's like obviously you have something and they pair up and it's it's Ike Turner in the review or something like that but in you know when now that she's like becomes officially part of the band and then they start dating and everything like that and it's like well it can't be like Ike and Anna Mae you know Ike and Tina and Mm -hmm. there and then she becomes Tina Turner Um, and so that's how we 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 the public know her basically for the rest of her life Um, and I think part of it too I don't want to. I don't want to give away every point in the movie, but 
there is a part. But we're talking about her, so it's okay. That's true. I mean, it's not. Yeah, spoilers because this was a real person. But um, yeah. yeah, it's not. It's not really because yeah, you can yeah. look all this up on Wikipedia. And right. Oh my gosh, somebody did this one time when Straight Outta Compton came out, and they're like, "I don't want you to spoil the movie for me," and I'm like, "It's a real story." What? Okay. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, if you, want, if you want fiction based on reality, though, if you want fiction, go watch Colors. Right? Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, because she grew up, um, she was born in nineteen. She was born in nineteen thirty-nine, so she yeah. grew up like towards the "quote unquote" end of the depression. Um, mm-hmm. But she was also like a daughter of um, sharecroppers. And uh-huh. um, it doesn't say anything about like physical abuse or anything like that. Um, but there is a thing that in in her autobiography she says um, that she felt that her parents didn't love her and that she wasn't wanted. Uh-huh. Um, and so, so there was there was no physical abuse probably, but there was maybe uh, oh maybe a little bit of neglect yeah. or emotional abuse maybe. Yeah. Oh well, let me see. It says. Uh, she lived with her mom, Zelma, without warning, seeking freedom from her abusive relationship with Floyd. Uh, I got to go back okay. and see who Floyd is. So, so her, her, I think that's her dad. Uh, her father, then. Yeah, I oh. think that's her dad. So, so mm-hmm. her, so her, maybe her mother was abused by her father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her, her. Yep. There you go. Yep. All okay. right. Well. All right, so I I'm saying all of that to say, with Tina with Tina Turner as the persona, and again everything that she's been through that we know that she's been through, especially when it's connected to abuse, and if that was part of her childhood as well, then the yeah. anime person may not mm-hmm. be something that she wants to identify with, right? And yeah, that could be. I like her transformation after leaving Ike and everything like that and really embracing the Tina Turner persona. Um, mm-hmm. She was probably, or not probably, but I, I could infer that she's shedding off the anime Bullock. Like that person no longer exists because that person um, may be more of, I hesitate as I say this, but Anime may be, may be more of the victim, where Tina is more of the the end result. It's like you went through the, like anime is the is the trauma, but Tina is the healing. If that makes sense. Yeah. And I hope I'm saying that correctly, <laughs> or at least clearly, because I'm not trying to diminish, or nor am I trying to invalidate anybody who's been through that experience. Uh, it's just one of those things where it's like if you don't want to associate um i don't say you even don't want to associate i think more so it's like it, once you've kind of conceptualized that part and mm-hmm. and you've actually dealt with it and then you move and you actually do move on and i think tina turner as quote unquote tina turner is the moving on because yeah. from her autobiography and everything like that, it seems like she's actually gone through that. She's actually done the work to go through that process. It wasn't like she got away from Mike and then everything was better. It's like she, because she, she uh, converted to Buddhism. And um, from what I've read about her relationship to Buddhism, a lot of that is actual, you know, um, working through the trauma. Like you actually do the work. 
um, and you and you place that trauma where where it belongs um, so that you can move on from it, move on in, in the sense that like you learn the management. It's like you don't get over it, but you you learn how to work through it. And it yeah. seems like the, the Tina Turner stage presence um, is is that healing or it is that um, is that manifestation of what hard work what the hard work is once you go through that once you start to deal with that trauma god i hope i make sense anyway yes you do you do you do you do i mean i mean okay so it, it is you know and that, that's also uh one of those things too that sometimes you can perpetuate what you know what you know so her being in an abusive relationship mm-hmm. was something that that she knew because i mean okay so she had two older sisters and then her mom left her dad when she was 11. Her mom just left. Uh, mm. And so she, she and her sisters had to go live with her grandma. Okay. Um, so two years oh, after, that wasn't after okay. her mother yeah. left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because her, her father married somebody else and moved to Detroit. So the, the, she and her two older sisters had to go live with her grandma. And so that's why she said she didn't feel loved because... Her, she said her mom was really young and then had two two children and then when she she was gonna actually leave her dad and then but she got pregnant with Anna May. So uh, yeah, so I mean that's it that's you know and so it says also in that other paragraph as young children the three sisters were separated when their parents relocated to Knoxville, Tennessee to work at a defense facility during World War II. So so even so even before her mom left so when when Tina was little she actually had to stay with her strict religious paternal grandparents. Okay. That's where she sang in the church a lot. And that's the scene that opens in the movie mm-hmm. because she gets kicked out mm-hmm. of church for over singing. Because Not the, for the, over singing. Yes, because the <laughs> choir is Damn. is singing uh whatever. Uh. And she wants to join in, but her voice is overpowering the choir because she wants she, of course, as a kid, just wants to be part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the choir director uh, is like keeps looking at her like is like kind of like trying to like shush her or like calm her down. And she she can't. And so she gets walked out of church <laughs> for over. Yeah. yeah. Which as a little wow. kid who, who wanted to sing. I, I didn't get walked out of church, but. I, I know, I know her pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. Well, she did end up living back with her mom anyway. Mm-hmm. Her her grandma died when she was sixteen, so then she moved back and with her mother in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. That's got to be wow. Like, oof. Yeah, because you you yeah. haven't seen your mom really since you were eleven. So for yeah. five years. Yeah. You didn't see her. So from 11 to 13, she lives, they, she still lived with her dad. And then when she was 13, she got sent to live with her grandmother. So then then three years later, her grandma dies, and she has to go back and live with her mom. So, it, yeah, her, so her, her, she, you know, she grew up kind of with hard times. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that. well, and living with strict religious paternal grandparents when you're a little kid, like even before she was in first grade. Yeah. Because then later it says that um, after the war, they reunited all the sisters and the, and the parents. So she and her sisters moved back in with their parents. And they, that's when they went to, uh, you know, to where, to Nutbush. Nutbush. And then okay. she, she started Flag Grove Elementary School in first grade. So by the time, before she was even six, 
She she was separated from her sisters and her parents to live with harsh, you know, religious grandparents. And then, yeah, so, I mean, the first 16 years of her life is like, wow, you know, really, really, it, there's a lot of, that's, a, that's some trauma when you're little yeah. to go through all that, you know, that's, that's horrible. And then, yeah, when she later, you know, she, she sees Ike, I'm sure it's kind of like, wow, this, this is, this guy is, you know. Well, as the band Heart puts it, he's a magic man. Yeah. Well, and it's somebody who, if you grow up like that, and the first person who, mm-hmm. like, gives you some attention. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know. and, and, and compliments you on the talent that you've wanted yeah. to use your whole life. Yeah. You I, know, so that, that's kind of like, wow, you know, you do sing good. Come, come with me. Mm-hmm. So, again, Heart has it right. Magic man, right? Yeah. Come on yeah. home, girl. You, <laughs> he said the, with a smile. Yeah. For the fun, for the longest time, I thought Ike Turner actually looked like, uh, um, oh shit, why did I just lose his name? Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> because that's that was my introduction to Ike Turner. I never heard of. Yeah, Ike sure, sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So well, like, I I didn't either. Right? I mean, <laughs> I knew like, Angela well, Bassett wasn't, but I didn't know who Angela Bassett yeah. was. And and in the movie, she. Damn, she looks damn near close. Damn yeah, near close. Yeah, she's very close. Yeah, um, I think, I think, I think so. Yeah, and um, so it was just kind of funny because I I never knew of Ike Turner, um, and then after the movie, I always just had this image of Lawrence Fishburne because we didn't have the mm-hmm. internet yet, so I couldn't like right. look him up. And then when Ike Turner died in two thousand and eight. Like, he was still doing music, but, of course, like, nobody's checking for Ike Turner. Um, <laughs> but he was on, like, some talk show or whatever. Um, mm. And and they're like, yeah, Ike Turner is playing his new song, whatever it is. I was like, that's Ike Turner? Wow. <laughs> like, and plus, I mean, he looked really rough. I mean, I, the years of, I years of drugs will do this to you. But yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. He d- didn't he die of a drug overdose, right? That's what did, it was. I thought he died of mm-hmm. a heart attack. Like, but it was because, because, because of, of all the, drug the drugs. Overdose. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, that's you know. <laughs> Goodness, it was just funny. The to picture see that the... on on Wikipedia for him is that one where he's got like the 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 Sonny Bono. Oh yeah. Fucking haircut. I hate that. <laughs> he looks terrible. <laughs> Lawrence, a young Lawrence Fishburne playing Ike Turner is so much more attractive than the real Ike Turner. <laughs> Ike Turner. I mean that hair is like whatever, dude. When he sports that in the movie, I yeah. swear I was like, <laughs> okay. I mean, I bet it, that's got to be funny as hell. He looks like Andre three thousand. That's the thing. Oh my god, that's what's so funny. Lawrence Fishburne as Ike <laughs> Turner in the in in the film when he has the Sonny Bono hair or whatever because I think it's in the sixties yeah. when they do it. He looks like um, Andre three thousand does in the Hey Ya video. Yeah, that's what he looks. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and yes. this is all due respect to uh-huh. to Lawrence Fishburne and Andre three thousand. But I'm just like, yeah, that's where it, I kept looking at it when the when the video came out. I kept looking <laughs> at Andre. I'm like, why does that look familiar to me? What is he doing? Yeah. And now that you've said this, twenty years later, by the way, now it finally yeah. clicks. <laughs> Gosh, and that song came out uh, 20 years ago. Ugh, gut punch. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I never, I, it was, again, I think, 
once I had seen the seen what's love got to do with the the, the film when I got older and VH1 would always play Tina Turner um, videos because yeah. um, MZV didn't play Tina Turner that much in the later years like in the 90s um, yeah. except for like the divas was- stuff um because I remember MTV or MTV VH1 used to do DV, the divas or whatever, but MTV, mm-hmm. unless they were playing "What's Love Got to Do with It" or like a retrospective of MTV up to like up to the present or whatever, um, mm-hmm. Tina wasn't really mentioned on MTV. I saw her more so on, on which is VH1. weird because you know obviously in the eighties, as I'm you know, they they played. That all the time, especially Private Dancer, they played that one all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, honestly, I didn't see her too much on BET either, except for when they would play "What's Love Got to Do with It" the film. And in the year in 1999, going into 2000, um, BET would play. Um, well, they started playing the top 100 music videos or whatever and mm-hmm, so from 19 mm-hmm. in 1999 going into 2000 they were like because we're changing over into a whole new century and a whole new millennium they played the top 100 videos um from the century which was mm-hmm. basically from like 1977 all the way uh to the present day or whatever right and mm-hmm. that's when tina turner showed up um it's and they played private dancer um, I think they also played What's Love Got to Do With It. I can't remember. Um, yeah, yeah, that that one was all over MTV all the time. And mm-hmm. uh, Friday Night Videos because VH1 didn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, too, because the, there's always been, like, this conversation around Tina Turner from, like, when she was with Ike and then when she wasn't. Mm-hmm. And there's of course the conversation of of race, um, and as far as mm-hmm. like how uh, quote unquote race music, because of course when they say race music, they meant black music. Um, but <laughs> when she, music. I know right. Well, hey, a white man came up with that. But anyway, um, yeah. But when she transitioned from the more like R and B and R and B and rock. Cause that's what that's what Ike was doing. I can see it was they were they were rock. That was rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they were. Yes. But when she went solo, I guess because she was more associated with like the Rolling Stones and and Mick Jack. Well, Mick Jagger is the Rolling Stones, but like um, David Bowie and stuff like that. It seemed to. It's one of those conversations where it's like she didn't sell out, but. Um, because Michael and Whitney Houston were also accused of this in the 80s too or or uh, accused is a strong word but there was always this conversation of like um, your black artists and you're performing for white audiences as if it's kind of like a yeah. slight and Whitney Houston's response was always like well this is a business um, and so the whole thing about it is like you know like she knows she's black or whatever it's just like she's saying this <laughs> to everybody's mm-hmm. like my music should reach everybody like michael jackson was like um you know there should not be a barrier of black white or otherwise it's like music is universal and tina turner yeah. um kind of like got swept up into that um 
I've never seen every interview of her, so I'm not sure if if she ever addressed it directly. Um, but I always that was always kind of like in the background of a Tina Turner conversation. At least it was in like the eight, the nineties, and maybe the early two thousands. Like mm-hmm. in the eighties, it was there. I think it kind of faded away as. Um, her career went on and like she kind of like took a step back a little bit um, and of course now that people are are performing Proud Mary even before she passed like they were doing tributes and everything at their concerts and stuff I mm-hmm. think again like her talent kind of outshines all of the quote unquote controversy um, when that comes up but I always found that interesting because I'm like to me personally I'm like it it, Michael Jackson's right. Like it shouldn't matter. Of course, on this podcast, we discussed why it does or why yeah. why it why why it does come up anyway. Um, but I think like with her, and again, it, it, it that conversation in particular is tied to um, her upbringing. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? So it's like maybe yes. in a way to like not avoid it, but again to distance herself from that conversation or or uh, the weight of it. It's like that's more so associated with the whole Ike and Tina portion of her life versus mm-hmm. you know the the Tina portion of her life. Yeah. Uh, again, I hope that makes sense. Anyway, it does. It does. <laughs> It does. I promise. It does. <laughs> um, I remember she did a song with Barry White. I remember hearing that on the radio, and I love that song. Which song did she do with Barry White? Wildest Dreams. Wildest oh, Dreams. I love Barry White. So you got Barry, his deep voice. Just mm-hmm. And it's so funny because they're, they're supposed to be like playing lovers or something. And so you hear him come in. He's like, oh, baby, with his deep voice. Yeah. And then she comes in. She's like, oh, baby, with her husky voice. And I'm just like. Yeah. This is. And I'm I think I'm like eight or nine when this song's on the radio. So I already knew it was like just the way that they're singing. Because I didn't really know who I knew of Barry White. But I know he was like the baby maker yet. Um, <laughs> but even listening to that song, is like, this song is nasty. The baby maker. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because turn on Barry White. Yeah, speaking of music, mm-hmm. and it's universal, because even white people love Barry White. And how many babies do you have you made to Barry White? I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, hey, white supremacy is a bitch, but shit, everybody loves Barry White. Even snakes. Remember that? That was on uh, The Simpsons. I think it was. <laughs> even the snakes love Barry White. They're like, shh, shh, look, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, they have a song together. I listen. It's on my playlist. That's awesome. It takes me. There's a music video for it. I didn't know there was a music video for it. It came out overseas because it it was a um, later in Tina's career. um, She had more success overseas than she did in the United States. Um, Mm -hmm. That's more so a conversation about what the music industry was doing or the transitions it was making. in the 90s especially but like because like she sold out in germany and even when she passed away she was living in switzerland but like yeah the the uk loves tina turner 
Yeah. Like she sells out okay. shows. Everybody should. Yeah. Oh, gosh. The, the, um, I want to say it's either Wimbledon. Is it Wimbledon or Wimbledon? That was Wimbledon. I don't know. Right? Wimbledon. Well, is it Wimbledon or Wimbledon? Whatever. She the, sold the arena. Wimbledon? That's a tenant. Oh, that, that, I don't know. It's Wimbledon. I don't know. Whatever. One of those. She sold out. Uh, it's Wimbledon. All right. Well, she sold mm-hmm. out. Uh, I think it was like a... She was on tour, but she had like, I think, three or five nights. And each show was sold wow. out. It was sold out because, you know, it's Tina wow. fucking Turner. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, anytime she... If she ever, quote unquote, needed money, she would just have to tour in Germany and... Oh, hell, just Germany. Because... They would sell out her shows too. I mean, that's why David Hasselhoff has a music career. Is he? <laughs> he had a, he had an entire music career in Germany. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like we don't yeah. think about that really outside of the United States. It's like if you don't make it in the United States, you haven't quote unquote made it. Like even Kylie Minogue <laughs> has an entire career outside of the United States. Yep. Yeah. You know, I like Kylie Minogue. Yeah. I mean, the, she's. I believe she's from Australia, but. <laughs> Right, and that's that would make her a quote unquote a one hit wonder in the United States. She did have like a couple of follow up hits, so she's not a one hit wonder. Before that song came out, though, she was because her version of Locomotion yeah. made her a one hit wonder. Until the, I didn't even I've only I only know that one song. Mm-hmm, until the La 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 song, whatever, was can't get you out of my head. I think that's what it's called. Can't get you out of my head. Yeah. yeah. Um, she was a one hit wonder until that song came out, at least in the United States. But she has an entire career throughout Australia and Europe. And so Tina Turner does as well. Like she has an entire catalog um, of music and such that people love outside of the United Mm -hmm. States, Um, especially like some of her later stuff in the um, in the late 90s and into the early 2000s. Like her last album um, was 24 seven and that came out in 1999. Um, mm-hmm. And it went gold in the U.S., but three times, three times gold in Germany, platinum in Switzerland, platinum in the U.K., according to Wikipedia. Um, mm-hmm. So it went gold in North America and in Germany, um, but platinum in Switzerland and the U.K., um, you know, compared to like Private Dancer, that went five times platinum in the United States. Seven times platinum in Canada, um, platinum in Australia, five times gold in Germany. They must have a different ranking system. Uh, NED. I'm not sure. What is NED? Uh, It must be Dutch, apparently. Uh, Whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Um, the Netherlands. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. So they went platinum there and three times platinum in the UK. Like Tina Turner had like a really big rollout um, in 1984 for her to be like rebranded as again now she's Tina Turner because her two albums before that um, or three albums actually she had four albums before that um, like, Tina Tina uh, turns the country on Acid Queen which I've heard of but I've I haven't listened to uh, mm-hmm. Rough and Love Explosion and those are the years be- when like after she left Ike that five year period. Um, she put out four albums because she was trying wow. to, you know, get her name back out there. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. in 1984, um, 
she hooked up with um, the man who would be her husband um, and he basically rebranded her um, that's like how her her sound uh, shifted from what we knew from Ike and Tina to what we know now as Tina Turner's sound um, which yeah. again is still rock and roll and and then the rest is history right like um, her sec her her second album sorry Private Dancer comes out in 84 Break Every Rule comes out in 1986 and it, it goes platinum but now it's like it's we have Tina Turner the superstar and and then she kind of like rides that wave until the 90s or into the 90s I should say um, and then yeah by 1999 she she turned 60 in 1999 so she puts mm. her her last album to date anyway she puts that out 24-7 and it goes gold in the US like I said um, gold in Australia gold in Canada so we'll say gold in North America I mean Australia's not, mm-hmm. not North America but anyway um, and three times gold <laughs> in Germany but then platinum in Switzerland and the UK and after that, I mean, you literally, if she's 60 years old and has at least uh, 40 years worth of music. <laughs> yeah. Because um, when she left, yeah. Ike, when she left Ike Turner, the reason why she kept Tina Turner it was in a divorce. She's like, I can have all the money and all the uh, the house and everything like that. But, you know, she wants the name Tina Turner. And so the judge is like, all right. Uh, Anime Bullock can retain the performing rights and the name and the stage name uh, Tina Turner and that way like I can't sue or whatever and so anything that she does from that point forward is all hers so yeah when she has her resurgence in the 80s you know she's everything's coming up roses for her yeah and deservedly so and so if you have all of that in your catalog Hell, at 60 years old, if you want to go out on tour, you can. And you have 40 years worth of music to pull from. So you don't have to put out another album. Right. right you don't right. have to do anything else. Like, other than for her, it was like the love of performing. And it, as, yeah. a, as a viewer, of course, I never went to a show, but I've seen some of the lives. Um, mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. looks like everybody on stage is just having a blast. Like, it does. Right? I agree. Like all, all, all of her backup singers, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, it, it would have to be a little bit. I think honestly, she would calm people down because it has to be intense to be on stage with Tina Turner to be like oh a backup gosh. dancer or a backup singer. Well, you, yeah, you, you got to make sure you bring all your energy. Right. And I think all your energy. She seems like the person who would like, who would calm you down or not even calm you down because you got to be you got to be top, you got to be top notch on stage but i think like her energy you can tell that her energy um excites everybody that's with her on stage mm-hmm. like of course the crowd is 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 going nuts and everything like that but like this woman is so powerful in her presence that even the people on stage who are supposed to be her quote-unquote backup they're just mm-hmm. really an extension of her Right. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I think that's yeah. That's actually a really good, a really good description of it. They are an extension of her. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. You see them as part. Of, like she's she's the she's the main one, but they are they're part of her. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that's I think that's a perfect way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. Because like other people don't. From what I've seen, the the concerts I've seen, other people don't do that. Well, maybe not to the same degree. Like, of course, everybody knows who listens to this podcast. Janet is my favorite. And Janet looks like she has like a really good time on stage, and so do the dancers. Like they seem more like a family, but not mm. necessarily like an extension of Janet. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Same yeah, thing with I Michael. Think. Like, of course, Michael Jackson is Michael Jackson, but like in his case, it really seemed like he was kind of separate from everybody. Um, yeah. I mean, of course, it's his show, but like the dancers and stuff like that, um, they seemed disconnected in the sense it's like okay it's Michael and the dancers or Michael and the yeah. band where again with Tina it's like no that's you're basically looking at other Tina Turners right like you're yeah. like oh, you're looking yeah. at Tina but and they no, do right they they, they 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 dance like her yes they look, look usually a little bit like her yeah so it I I agree but in, but that enhances her performance too mm -hmm. though because I think I think that you know, she she probably fed a little bit off the energy of her dancers, and then they did the same with her. Right. To where it was it was so just yeah, it, they were like a group within a group. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think part of that too is like because she she had like ten years training, if you will, of being in a in a group. Not I mean mm -hmm. not just with Ike, but like with the dancers and stuff like that of of yeah. that being the the Ike and Tina Turner review. Um, that sensibility yep. that you get from that environment, you know, even now that you're quote unquote solo, you know, that work ethic in that environment doesn't just go away. Right. Yeah. Um, and if that's where she finds the most peace, cause she looks like, mm -hmm. like nothing can bother her on stage. I mean, it, it's right. obviously yeah. nothing can stop her on stage. Right. <laughs> you know? that's true. Well, that, that comes from that confidence. Too, yeah. Though, right. That's, that's that she has on stage that she she kicks ass there and that's her domain yeah and so you know anybody that is in her domain uh better you know, recognize you're, you're, yeah exactly exactly <laughs> <for sure. laughs> like y'all better Definitely. recognize it because i mm -hmm. think just her voice alone she, she'd be like one of those characters in the video games like her voice alone will like not only knock you down but will would like blow the blow, blow the the skin and everything off your body. You'll have, you'll be nothing left but mm -hmm. bones. You know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. we'll wrap up. But like, just yeah. In 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 continuation of the of the conversation, the larger conversation we've been having about music mm -hmm. and dissecting different things. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, one of the, I think, and we touched on this earlier. I think part of the reason why she sticks around, uh, like she has like that staying power, one of course is her talent, um, but also again, she was very transparent about her upbringing, and that mm -hmm. that pairing of like these contrasts of like you had like this really, you know, heavy upbringing versus how we see you on stage. Um, really like it sticks with people right like it that is like a story of 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 overcoming adversity um 
I don't like how it's weaponized when people are like, well, see, if like, she could do it, then anybody could do it. Or, or, you know, you just need to get over it or whatever. I hate when people do that because that's yeah, disingenuous. Yeah, I, do. I, do. I do, too. It's disingenuous and it's bullshit. But, um, mm-hmm. but especially as an artist, as a performer, as an entertainer, um, those two, I don't know if dichotomy is the right word, but um, those two kind of competing ideas of like, this is where she started versus this is where she she ended um, really does like solidify her place um, in in conjunction with being an MTV era artist because she like because that's when she had her comebacks. And so she's part of MTV, especially in the early MTV days mm-hmm. um, that really does like cement her place as like one of the greats. Again, along with her talent, because, again, nobody else has really replicated that kind of grit um, when it comes to, like, the way that her voice sounds and how she used her voice and what she could do with her voice. Um, It's one of those things where it's just like, I don't think you'll ever have another entertainer like Tina Turner or, like, close to Tina Turner. Like she was literally one of like one in a, one of a kind. Yes, I agree. Yeah, like talent wise and um, stage presence, of course, and just just like circumstance, not 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 the negative circumstances, but like like how she had a career, and then she went away for a, a little bit. And then her resurgence came at the time when MTV was really starting to develop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think because like current uh, entertainers, unless there's something down the pipeline that like gets people in on the ground floor, ground floor basically, they're not going to have that same. Um, they're not going to have that same presence, like. One could argue maybe YouTube when YouTube first started and maybe TikTok when it first started. Maybe. Yeah. We'll put an asterisk on that and just go maybe. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, when Tina Turner had her resurgence, like things were still centralized. Like there was no other place really to watch music videos 24-7. And radio... Um, was still um, varied enough where you could find Tina Turner on different stations and everything like that. Things hadn't become consolidated yet. That didn't happen until the 90s. Um, I sent you a video about that, actually. Yes. The Telecommunications Act of 1996. Mm -hmm. That's where where all this boring stuff started happening. (laughs) Like, oh, well, thanks, dude. I'm looking at you, Clinton. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) Clinton, Clinton. just because you can play the sax. Ugh. Yeah, right. To even exist anymore. I know, right? Well, we should probably wrap up. Yes. I can. Doug, text me dinner's ready. Ah, okay, dokily. All right. So on that Uh, note, uh, we will end it here. But yes, uh. Rest in peace, rest in power, however you want to say yes. it. Uh, Tina Turner, I swear, like, if there's, I know she was a Buddhist, and that's fine, but Buddhists can still go to heaven, too. Why not? 
sure. wherever she is. They, they go. They go to Nirvana. Well, then. And I don't mean the the band. No, I don't mean their the concert. That she right. goes to. Yeah. You know. Well, <laughs> if there is an afterlife, I personally believe there is. But wherever Tina Turner may be, it's lit. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's lit. Absolutely. I want to go there just to sit and hear yep. her. Yeah. Me too. I'll go. I want to watch her dance. Yes. Well, you know what? I will. I'll bounce between between the afterlife uh, locations, destinations, because like mm-hmm. some of some of my folks may have gone, you know, here, there, under, you know, under there, wherever. And be like, you know what? I'm just going to check out there. a concert. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I I'm like just going to go and idea. check out their because you know, you know, like Michael's teaching angels how to do the moonwalk. Prince is up uh, is up there uh, playing his guitar, stealing them heels. They looking at him. Mm-hmm. They may be looking at him. So I was like, "Look, look! Instead of purple heels, he's in white and purple heels." There you go. And mm-hmm. and Whitney is 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 she with the choir? Like I, I'm I'm bouncing. And Tina, she she may not be in heaven, uh, proper of uh, the Protestant version of heaven per se, but hey, she she's up there <laughs> rocking it with everybody else. Like yes, listen to the Queen has arrived. So yeah, I'll be checking yeah. them out. I mean, hopefully it'll be a while, yes. but you know, when I get there, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be a while. Well, hopefully. tell them how they can find, speaking of music. Yes. Some other music. Well, uh, I have an album. It's no Tina Turner, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I, well, no, I didn't try because it's, it's Tina fucking Turner. It's still pretty anyway, good. Yeah. So. It's a good album. <laughs> I'm trying to have a career resurgence. No, I was playing. Anyway, um, <laughs> if uh, you liked what you heard at the beginning of this episode, you heard my song Fall in Love With Me. You can find that on my album, Square One. A link will be in the description. Um, you can also find my music on another podcast. The podcast is called Women Committing Crimes. Um, you can find the music anywhere you stream music. Uh, you can get a physical copy through Amazon or CD Baby if you'd like. Uh, so, yes, go and tell all your friends. Check it out. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, if you've been listening this long, you've heard several songs, so you seem to enjoy it. Yep. And then if you don't, send it to somebody <laughs> as a gift so they can enjoy it. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, it's an awesome album. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm okay. trying to work on a new one. Yeah, that's all I can say. Anyway. Yeah, okay. That's good enough. Yeah, I mean, yeah well, I have more songs. I just, I have limited yeah. resources to actually record them at the moment. Exactly. So, exactly. yeah. And like, again, Rona ruined everything. So bear with me. Yes. Um, yes. All right. How do they get in touch with us? You can email us at offkilternofilter at yahoo.com. Um, you can message us on Facebook. And that's mm-hmm. it. Because... Fuck Twitter. Yes. That's why. Get, but yeah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ridiculous. We and nobody ever got in contact with us on that. I know anyway, nobody cared so Twitter. If you want to now, yeah. fuck off. Cause I know. Right? You have alternate <laughs> means at this point. <laughs> and if you're still using X or Twitter or whatever, fuck off. Because uh, it's stupid. Well, and they seem like they won't be using it for much longer. My understanding is that Elon Musk wants to charge people to use it. I don't know if that's a real story or not. Like, it was on the internet, so take with a grain of salt. But, yeah. Well, you know, he's broke, so. (laughs) See, yeah. Whatever. 
So yeah, email us offkilternofilter at yahoo.com or message us on Facebook. <laughs> Tell us your Tina Turner stories. Tell us your favorite Tina Turner yes. songs and performances. Uh, I, how many people have dressed up as her for Halloween? Because I know that was a big thing. Uh, it was. When I was, mm-hmm. well. In the 80s and 90s. It in was the 80s. I, I would see uh, retrospectives of, of Trick or Treat in mm-hmm. the 80s and 90s. And there was always at least five <laughs> Tina Turners. Um, yes. So, awesome. yeah. Um, yeah, that's another thing, too. With this being October, uh, like, do people even dress up as celebrities like that anymore? Like, in, uh, in a very real way. You know what I mean? No, I don't, I don't see so. kids. Part of it is because mm-hmm. I, I, they don't know, you know, the MTV era right. artists mm-hmm. like that. But because mm-hmm. I still see like a no. Michael. Well, maybe not now, but I would see like somebody would always do, you know, some some Michael Jackson if it was Thriller or mm-hmm. Smooth Criminal or Beat It. Right. But yeah. I don't really jacket s- one glove. Yeah, but I don't really see. Mm-hmm. I don't really see like people really emulate whomever yeah. the. Even even with Beyonce being Beyonce, like I really don't even see yeah. people no. do that. Well, okay, and and okay, the only Beyonce that you could ever really emulate anyway, only because she doesn't have like a, a distinct style. Mm-hmm. The only one, the only thing that you could emulate a Beyonce is when she's Foxy Cleopatra. True, but I don't. And, th- but I don't and then, see and that, then that makes you think: Are you Foxy Cleopatra or are you Angela Davis? <laughs> right. Saying. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it's, and most of the kids after a certain age don't even know who Angela Davis is. Right, exactly. So I mean, that's the pr- Prince had his had his purple jacket. Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson had his his jacket and his glove. Tina Turner had her lion hair. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, but back in the '90s, Madonna had her cone tits. You know, I mean, they, yeah. they they. But now the you know most of the the people who are pop stars or whatever, there's nothing truly iconic about them. You right. Know, to, recognizable and so i think that's part of it too yeah interesting but again so that'll so be the next episode wrap up, wrap up. yeah so we yeah. can do that yeah i like that one okay all right yeah. all right so mm-hmm. all right then mm-hmm. i will say goodbye all right <laughs> rest in peace empowered queen yes. tina yes yes and please yes we, we will see you we love you we yeah. still love you we love always and forever we don't need yes. another hero, okay. even though we could use one right now. But anyway. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get her point, though. I get the whole, yeah, okay, you're yeah. a hero, whatever. We, we need some other shit. We don't need right? that kind of crap. I get it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then we'll talk to you all next week. All right. Stay safe, guys. Right, bye